Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. So I was scrolling on Facebook earlier this week, and I came across this post that had been shared multiple times. And it said, y'all was going to parties at 15. I was headed to revival. We're not the same. Church, we've got to do better than that. We have got to do better. We are not different. No matter what your story is, no matter what your past is and how mine may differ from yours or yours may differ from the preachers or whatever it may be, the story doesn't matter because we are all the same whether you have been in church your whole life or whether you have partied and you've seen that other scene of the world it doesn't matter we have the same need we have the same desperation the same need of a savior the same need of rescue and so to remind us of that to remind us of how much we need Jesus and how we are completely lost and undone without him. We are unclean, unworthy to be in his presence. To remind us of that, I'm going to share a story with you guys today. You can find this story in all four of the Gospels. It's found in Matthew 27, verses 15 through 26, in Mark 15, 6 through 15, in Luke 23, verses 18 through 24, and in John, starting in chapter 18 and verse 40. You can find this in all four of the Gospels. It's recorded. There's different details given, but today I'm going to tell the story as I picture it may have been, and it's the story of Barabbas. It was my day. Today was the day of death. It was finally here. I was so tired of sitting in that darkness and in that cell, and I knew that I deserved to be here, but today was my day to finally end it. It was finally going to be over. All of the hopelessness, all of the pain that I experienced, all of the regret and the guilt and the shame, it was finally going to be over. It was my day to die. And that morning when I heard the doors of the prison bang open, I breathed a sigh of relief because it was going to be over. This was going to be the end of all of that. And the soldiers came and they grabbed me up and they drug me out of the prison. And it wasn't that they had to really drag me because after all, I was, I was happy to be going. Finally, this was going to end everything and I was not going to be guilty anymore. And I wasn't going to have to relive the things that I had done and the things that I had seen and the pain that I had caused. All of that was going to be over because it was my day. And I didn't look up. I just walked with them as they pulled me along with my chains bound to my hands and my feet. I didn't look up because of the weight, because of the guilt, because of the shame. And I heard the the crowd. I heard a lot of people just yelling. And as we got closer and the sounds got louder, I heard the cry, crucify him, crucify him. And I knew It was for me because I had caused so much damage and the intentions that I had were to free the people, but instead I had hurt the people and I deserved it. I deserved their judgment. I deserved the cry and the demand for crucifixion. 
And I was okay with it because I would never have to relive all of those things. And as we got closer and closer, I knew where I was headed. I was headed up a mountain on a rugged path, but suddenly instead of the rugged path that I was expecting as I looked at my feet, the ground was not the rugged path, but it was a palace floor. And I walked up steps and I was thinking, what in the world? What are they doing? Why are they taking me here? And I realized they were leading me up to stand before Pilate and before the crowd that was crying, crucify him. And my heart sank just a little because even though I knew that I deserved it, it was just more, more humiliation, more guilt, more shame, more regret, more than I could bear. Why, why didn't they just take me there and crucify me? Why didn't they just take me and carry out the sentence that I deserved? But here I stood in front of the multitude, in front of the crowd crying, crucify him, crucify him. And I didn't look up because I knew I deserved it. And once again, that that scene replayed in my head and I remembered how the life that I had taken away as I had watched the life drain from their eyes and I knew it was because of me the evil that I had done I replayed it it was there again and I just wanted to go and get this over with and escape from all the pain and they cried crucify him crucify him and then I heard the governor say, why, what evil has he done? What? He, he's, he knows what I've done, right? I have been arrested and tried and sentenced to death for the crimes that I have committed, for the pain that I have caused, for the things that I have stolen, for the life that I have taken. Why in the world would he question what evil has he done? Is this another tactic to list my crimes? Is this another way to humiliate me and embarrass me and cause me shame in front of all these people? I know that I deserve it, but can we just go ahead with the sentence? Do we have to relive the crimes? Do we have to rehab? everything that I have deserved can you just take me to die and the crowd chanted over and over just crucify him crucify him and then there was a sound that I did not expect to hear and there was a voice in the crowd that yelled out release to us Barabbas wait that's me what this why would they want me to be released? Why, why would they ask for me to be released now? And so I looked up, finally. And when I looked up, there was another man. And he was beaten. And he was bloody. And there was a crown of thorns on his head. And he stood there beside me, not too far away. And I wondered, who? Who is that man? Who is that man that is standing there so quietly, so dignified, even in his state, so composed, even though I know that he has to be in pain? Who is that man? And the crowd is still crying, crucify him, crucify him. And now I don't know who they're talking about. They should be talking about me because this is my day to die. This is the day that I finally get free. But who is that other man? 
And what is he doing here? What has he done? Why is he here? And then Pilate says, Okay, I'll release Barabbas and I'll give to you this man, Jesus. And the soldiers come and they begin to to unlock the chains and my chains fall but my eyes are locked on this man they call Jesus who is this man that they call Jesus and I cannot move even though the chains are gone and I am free from that from the from the bondage my chains are gone but my guilt demands that I stay and I watch as this other man that they call Jesus walks by and our eyes meet And there's something about him. There's something about him that I've never seen before. And they begin to lead him away down the path that I was planning to take. They go down the same path that I thought I was going to walk down. And I begin to follow because I must know who is this man they call Jesus. Who is this man? And I follow and they lead him up that rocky trail and there's another man who begins to carry the cross because he is too weak and too messed up too beaten too bruised to carry it and i follow them all the way up to the hill where i was supposed to die for my crimes for my sin it was my day to die but instead there's no chains on me Instead, I'm standing here watching someone else. This man that they call Jesus, I am watching him. And he is being led to the cross that was mine. And then they begin to pound the nails, the nails that belonged to me, the nails that had my name written on them, the nails that were part of my sentence of death. They pounded those nails into his hands and into his feet and they raised the cross, that cross that was supposed to be mine. Who is this man that they called Jesus? Who is this man? And he died there that day when it was my day to die. And I found out that he was my savior and that he was my rescuer. And if you don't know him, I'm telling you, no matter what the crimes that you have committed against man or against God, no matter what sin you have found yourself in, if you don't know this man they call Jesus, he is savior for the greatest sinner because he took my place and he took your place church we've got to remember this we've got to remember who we are without christ that it was our punishment we were so deserving of the wrath of god so undone so offensive to god That it took Jesus dying and taking that wrath upon himself that he could bring us to God. That he could walk us into the throne room covered by his blood, forgiven by his sacrifice. That's what we all deserved was death. But he took our place. We have to remember that we are no different than the one down the street or the one across the church from us. We all need Jesus. Jesus.